Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Hello, and welcome to episode 76 of Yarns from the Plain Colour Theory. It's been too long, hasn't it? I'm so sorry. It's been nearly two months since I recorded, so I'd like to extend a very warm welcome to any new listeners that may be here and a very, very hearty welcome back and thank you for coming back to me, to all my returning listeners. I really didn't intend for it to be nearly two months uh, between the last episode and this one but September well I don't know I I swear to goodness I went to bed on August the 31st and I woke up last week it's just where has it gone where has it gone um it's all a bit hectic at work I mean it always is anyway but it, it just seems more so this year um due to some um the retirement of a key member of, of staff last year last summer and senior management is now down to two members on the head so instead of four so it's a little you know it's a little busy we're trying our best there's a whole new load of things coming in you know from the government that's making life that extra bit difficult so and we just uh you know we're, we're hanging in there um i wrote the show notes for this um yesterday and then never got to record it Uh, I've already recorded this once today and then Audacity crashed before I'd had a chance to save it. So uh, I was so cross as well because the quality of it was good because I was doing it directly onto Audacity with the headphones on the computer and everything was really quiet in the house and, and then it crashed and I couldn't recover it. Even though it says that I should be able to, I can't find where the file is that they're supposed to be in. So... I'm now up to my eyeballs for the rest of the day, so I've thought, well, what I'll try and do is record it in the car on my way out, which is not ideal, because obviously the whole point of having written the show notes first and got them all uploaded and everything was to use them to make sure I stayed on topic, and that's that's so not going to happen, but but there we are. Um, So, I will just have to do this as best I can and hope that, that I get through everything in... The, the right order or in a sensible order and that I don't forget anything so um, let's start with very briefly um, obviously I was in Europe for two weeks in um, August it was absolutely fabulous I did visit some yarn shops in various points but I have no audio and no pictures so I'm probably not going to really mention a great deal of that um, I may pick up on odd things over time uh, as I come back to them but I, I really don't have that in the show notes and not sure where everything is in terms of its location apart from to say that if you are in Bologna um, there is a yarn shop just around the corner from the Trevecchi Hotel uh, just off Via um, in Della Independenza and it sells the most amazing um, merino and silk yarn but I will talk about that more in future episodes because I can I can really feel what that wants to be so I suspect I'm going to talk about it then 
Um, suffice to say that I didn't study Second uh, World War history at school, didn't really study any 20th century history. So visiting Berlin and Warsaw and Krakow was a massive learning experience. I learned an awful lot. Um, and I would recommend going to them for, for anybody who has any kind of interest as to why Europe is the way it is now. Um, it was really, really interesting. Um, Krakow is a beautiful place. Um, I would just like to say to any listeners who may be based in Krakow, I love your city and I am apologising now on behalf of the British nation, nation for those stag parties that come on the budget airlines. I am so sorry. We're not all like that. Please, I hope you understand. It, no, it's just all. One, one stag party we saw, fine. The groom was dressed up as a in, in a huge furry duck suit and all of his mates had T-shirts on, each with an individual number and a name on the back that, that had something to do with duck. So, you know, Donald, Daffy... Uh, um, peaking, you know that kind of thing. So it kind of, you know, those were fine, and they were f- they were mildly amusing, and they were quite good tempered. And you know, the groom was in a duck suit, and it was thirty-two degrees centigrade. So make of that what you will. I have to say, I I can't get my head around the other group I saw with t-shirts who'd obviously decided that they were going to the front of the t-shirt said something about getting slaughtered which of course is a a British um, slang term for getting drunk well that's fine but then whoever had the brainwave to think that the back of the t-shirt would be really good to have individual names of individual serial killers yeah just ugh you know, some were fictional, some were real. Hello? Do you really want to go around with a t-shirt with Jeffrey Dahmer's name on the back? Oh, please? So I really don't know who thought, you know, when, at what point that appeared funny. Uh, let's go on Kev to crack off for Kev stag do and let's have, uh, let's have serial killers. Yeah, we can have Hannibal Lecter and Ted Bundy. Uh. Nielsen, what was his name? Can't remember. Never mind, let's just put Nielsen on the back. Oh, please? Really? I, I just, I cringe. When when we got married, I mean, I know it was like about 27,000 years ago, so last century, but my husband's stag do consisted of going out with two of his mates down the pub in his hometown. I think he did it in uh, Whitehaven as well, because I was living there with some of his mates that we'd made... Um, through my social circle and and the one where he was definitely the worst for wear was the one where my uncles took him out two days before the wedding but honestly it was just a bit of getting trolleyed in a local pub not you know flying over to some part of eastern Europe that then has to put up with crowds of oh obnoxious drunk men ugh sorry I know that sounds really, really, really snobby of me, but I'm just it just makes my toes curl. It just makes my toes curl. I, I've never I've never drunk to the point where I I think that criminal damage is funny. So I suppose I just it just makes me cringe.
just makes me cringe. So anyway, that notwithstanding, I would heartily recommend visiting Krakow um, because it is truly beautiful. Um, just you might want to avoid going at the weekend. Anyway, so there we go. So that was out and about in, in August. Uh, came back from that, went into a deep depression for having returned um, to the UK and then um, started school. So have failed in terms of sort of much bandwidth of an evening to get a great deal done Um, but last weekend I escaped for the day and made my way to Yarndale on a coach trip didn't we have a lovely time the day we went to Yarndale if I was really clever I would have thought of the rest of the words to go with the song but but there you go Um, but it was it was a a great day Um, uh, it was at the auction mart at Skipton. There were some teething problems regarding sort of issues like disabled parking and um, having a food concession from the auction mart frying bacon next to Oliver Twists, um, which sell an awful lot of you know silk threads and things. So they just packed up and and shut their stall down. So I didn't even get to buy the silk cap that I wanted to um, from them, which is a bit of a shame. But um, other than that, it was great. There were a lot of new independent dyers, which I had not come across before, that were Yorkshire based. So that was absolutely brilliant. Um, I met a lot of my woolly friends, had a lovely time. And I met up with Jo from the Shiny Bees podcast. If you don't listen to her, you should do. And also met up with Amy from Knits Bin Cake. Also, likewise, if you don't listen to her, you should do. Links to both of those podcasts are in the show notes. I didn't take any audio because it was a bit overwhelming. I really should not go to yarn shows when I'm tired and distracted by all the stuff that's going on in my non-woolly life um, because I just, you know, take my cash yarn budget, spend it, and then make a beeline for all of the vendors that have a card machine or a Zazzle or a Zezel, or whatever it is, um, Zettel, iZettel, which is that new card reader that fits into your iPad and uh, does it that way, which is great. Well, it's not great, is it? Because it's just more housekeeping, but there we are. Uh, anyway, I didn't take any audio, but my full uh, confession list uh, of my purchases is on episode 12 of Shiny Bees because Joe did take her recording equipment and in fact she was a lot more professional because my recording equipment consists of my phone generally um, but she had her laptop her little macbook and her um, portable cool serious stereo looking microphone so we tucked ourselves around the corner in the last half hour before um, I got back on the bus and we recorded so I fess up to everything on there and Joe is fantastic because she's actually put all of the show notes on there as well um, but all the links to everyone I mentioned. So she is a star. So I'm afraid to say I'm going to cop out and direct you to Jo. Because if you don't listen to her, you should do anyway. She was based in South Africa, but has now just moved back to the UK within the last couple of months. So that does mean that she's unlikely to bump into rhinos on the road or snakes in the shed. Um, Well, I, I think anyway... I've not been to rural Lincolnshire much. Maybe they do have a rhino and snake problem. But um, 
Yeah, although I did laugh because she did actually say that in, in her first episode after she'd come back that she had indeed come across a snake <laughs> in, in, uh, around her property, a um, very large grass, grass snake, um, but uh, obviously not a boom slang like she would have in Africa. But she is well worth a listen. She's very funny. She's absolutely lovely. And the pair of them made me feel like an old hag. You know, she, just, she doesn't look old enough to have two children. And Amy doesn't look old enough to have graduated, let alone be working in, you know, the renewable energy industry. Goodness me, ladies. Just, I feel such an old, battered old hag next to you, but never mind. Anyway, they were just absolutely lovely. So go on over to Joe to episode 12. The link's there in the, the show notes. And go and find out everything that I purchased. So, in this near two months since I recorded last, I must have loads and loads and loads of finished objects, right? Yeah, right. The test sock got finished. And that's it. Before I went away, I had started knitting the Waldhaus sock, which was a sock with colourwork travelling cables on. And I finished that at the end of the first week of the holiday. It's small, but I was test knitting the small size, so that's not a surprise. And partway through, she said, well, maybe she'd got it wrong and it should be an eight inch length foot, but it's not. I'm spot on row gauge and it's come out exactly as it should be at seven inches. However, looking at all the lookup charts on the internet, I can't find a UK adult woman's shoe size that is seven inches. If any of my listeners, if, if any of you have got dainty feet, you know, size three or something, could you, could you measure them, please, and tell me how long your foot is? Because I'm quite concerned that this won't fit a small lady's foot. It's more like a large child. But the trouble is, the width is comfortable for my foot, and I'm a UK size seven with quite a high instep. So... Uh, you know, I'm a bit confused. But we sorted out a couple of problems with the chart, um, which was, you know, really useful. And it's, although I'm not massively sold on the colours I chose, I chose um, green uh, Regia Xmas, which has got a, sil- a gold sparkle on it for the main body of the sock. And then it's got custard yellow toes with a yellow cable running up, chocolate brown heel with... Um, a chocolate brown cable um, running from the toe to the cuff and raspberry pink uh, cuff with a, a cable as well so they're a bit in your face but um, I actually I'd quite like to make some for myself on maybe a different um, you know different sort of set of colour combinations but you know really nice so um, I'm pleased with it but I only knit the one and I haven't tested it on my husband's aunt with the tiny feet. Um, I forgot to take it up when I was there the other week, so I should have done. But that is it. That is the only finished project since um, the beginning of August. It's just it's shocking. So what have I done? Well, <laughs> goodness me. Knitting ADHD? Me? Nah. Yeah. Um... On the train to, um, from Krakow to Vienna, there was a, the first 
part of the train journey was to Katowice, so I wound all my yarn and got that all ready using the Yarn Goddess uh, self-striping angel kisses in lime and black that I bought at Fibre East. And then from Katowice to Vienna, I cast on. I'm knitting them toe up, two at a time, on two circs. So it's not the first time I've knitted toe up. It's not the first time I've knitted two at a time, although I tend to do those on just two sets of DPNs, you know, do the cuff, then do the other cuff, do the leg, then do the other leg. Uh, and it's not the first time I've used two circs, but it is the first time I've done all three together. Um, and by the, I started them in the middle of the holiday, and by the time I got back to the UK, I had completed the foot, turned the heel on both of them, and started on the leg. And I have done a bit more on the leg. Last time I tried them on, I thought they were still a bit short, so I'm a bit shy of the cuff. Unfortunately, I realised as I was hunting around for them to take a photo of something else that's in the bag with them yesterday for the show notes, that I am not actually sure where those socks are, which is not great, is it? Um, I was using them as my um, knit group knitting because it was nice and brainless, but I don't know where the little bag is with them in, so they've now been missing since... Well, I I didn't realise they were missing till yesterday, but... I can't, the last time I saw them would have been the last time I went to knit group before parents evening which would have been the second week of term so something around about the 11th no 12th of September that's a bit of a worry isn't it I'm fairly sure I haven't seen them since I really can't think that I've seen them since so uh, I'm a bit that's a bit of a concern but they were, they were coming along nicely. Um, when I got back from the holiday, I decided to sign up for the Mystery Sock Along on the Playful Day podcast group. Um, I'm knitting those two at a time as well, but they're top down and I'm doing them on DPN. So I've done the cuff on one and the um, part, you know, I've started the leg of the other. But they've got lace and travelling cables and the lace panels are quite large, so they you do the lace panel twice as you go around the leg and then you do travelling cables either side and because of that it's not like the monkey sock where the lace gets embedded in your brain and you can do it without the pattern I just can't do it without the pattern it's just not it's not conducive to TV knitting it's not conducive to knit group knitting and so it's slow going I'm knitting them on the um, Oxford uh, Kitchen Yarns Sunflower that I bought from um, Darnit and Stitch in Oxford last year on the Postcard from Oxford episode so but like I say again concerned because I couldn't find them yesterday which is a bit of a bit of a shame because I haven't knit socks for years and here I am with two pairs on the needles and it looks like I've lost them eek Then at the end of August, I joined in with the Stitch Together podcast's craft library along, um, the aim of which was to take something that you had physically in your library, so no PDFs, but actually from books or magazines that you'd had um, since before June, and pick something from it and cast it on. Uh, I I cast on for that on the uh, 31st of August. I have chosen the 
Chevron Pullover from Knitting Norrow by Jane Ellison. I love this book. It's a very straightforward Norrow knits, but with um, lots of striping and lots of interchangeable features. So chevrons on one, um, which could be a pullover, could be a cardigan, could be a tank top that kind of thing so it's it's an awful lot of you know once you've chosen which design it might refer you back to an earlier part of the book for the sleeve shaping because it's all standardized shapings but um it's made a you know sort of a, I just love it it's all full of noro stripy goodness and you know I just love noro and I love stripy stripy so I started the sleeves as um or one sleeve as an uber swatch uh got gauge on it and um finish that one and the second sleeve within a couple of weeks but haven't got very far with the back I don't know it took me ages to cast it on I think I was struggling a bit with um, getting any knitting done at home due to the work Uh, I was sort of finishing so late my eyeballs were a bit screwy so I didn't really do an awful lot of it in September when I was at knit group I was doing the socks until I lost them and then I didn't go to knit group for a couple of weeks for various reasons, parents bits and bobs like that. Um, but that's going along quite nicely, and it's Aaron White yarn on what, four and a half, maybe five needles. I can't remember the needle size, but it grows pretty quickly. It's it's not difficult to to get that done. Um, so that w- that should be finished. The knitlog runs till the end of. Um, October, but there's no need to actually finish your project by the end of October, it's just that you need to have posted three pictures in progress, I've now posted two of my progress pictures so, um, but I'm fairly confident that actually it will crank out um, when I just pick it up again, don't get distracted and then still you know, ADHD, indeed Um, last weekend on the way back from Yarndale I um, cracked open the Iris crochet scarf kit that I had bought. Now, those of you who are familiar with mythology will know that Iris was um, the goddess of the rainbow. And so this is a kit with 10 mini skeins across the full colour range of um, Natural Dye Studios yarns. They are... Um, just lovely and you uh, assemble hexagons crochet hexagons each hexagon has got an inner of one color and an outer of the other and then the next row um, the inner is the same yarn as did the outer on the previous row so that it it progresses through the sequence of the rainbow Um, and that's quite small I'm using a two and a half mill crochet hook which is quite small for me I'm I'm usually used to sort of using a bigger hook than that so it was a little twiddly and took me a while to get sort of on with doing it Um, and then it screeched to a halt on Thursday at Knit Group because I'd started on my fourth colour which was I thought was a pale blue but under all the different light I was looking at it on Thursday it just didn't look right and it looked more green but then I couldn't get it in the right place in the sequence that I wanted to cycle through for the rainbow When I looked at the picture with the kit, I suspect that the picture was um, taken, I think the picture predates their move to Devon, so it was when they were still based in Suffolk, and the colours do change, 
um, when you move areas with the natural dyes because the water makeup is different. Um, you get seasonal variation in the natural dye studio colours, so it stands to reason you get geographical variation as well. So it's hard to see where this blue, that I think is now called, um, I think it's Westerwood. I'm not actually at home with it at the moment, so I can't check the colours, but I think that I think it's Westerwood. Um, it's hard to see where it fits in because in the photograph it's on the shoulder that's draped around the mannequin and the picture, the original picture was done with 12 colours anyway and there's 10 in the kit. So it's a little tricky to see where it is. So it ground to a halt and I have, um, I actually went on the uh, NDS site on Thursday evening and ordered um, some additional skeins in the blue-green area in the Dazzle HT sock, which is what I'm pushing it up in and the uh, I think I've kind of found a couple of substitutions that I'm going to put in and take this pale one out because I just can't see it going in the right place um, I've got an extra green um, it's not the Woolacombe Bay which is the really limey green um, but it is a different dye lot of the woody bay so I think that's got a nice bit of variation. And then the Withy Pool, which is a blue-green mix in the kit that I've got, is more blue than green. And it's a mid-blue, very similar to the, um, the actual blue, the water's meat that's being used. The Withy Pool I ordered from the website on Thursday is more green than blue and the blue is paler so I'm hoping there'll be sufficient difference in those bits that I can make those rows of the rainbow and make it up um, I'd really like to get my hands on the goldy yellow um, as well if I could but there isn't any for sale on the website at the moment um, I've got one yellow in the kit and they do two yellows one a kind of a daffodil yellow and one a more golden yellow I can't remember one's l uh, oh I can't remember it's, one of them might be Linmouth or Linton it's definitely an L um, but I can't remember which one of them was a beautiful grey colour that was discontinued earlier this year because the dye stopped being made so um, I, I wouldn't like to vouch that I've got the right colours there but definitely I've got the daffodil yellow in the kit and I'd really love the goldy yellow if I could lay, get my hands on some so if some comes up I may still buy that it will give me tons of bluey green leftovers in the dazzle but I really am not bothered about that because I can make um, a stripy cardigan with it I could make um, another millicent um, or crochet another crochet cardigan I could make a featherweight with it there's so many things I could make with it and I absolutely love it and I've really 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 come to love the natural dye studio stuff to work with I always loved it anyway but I'd buy it and then didn't really use it because I always thought they were a bit paler than the colours that I like but actually I've just I just really really love them I really love them and I love um, Amanda's crochet designs and I really like using them so I've, I'm not too worried about having some greeny blues left over. I could make a scarf. I could another, make another mini mania scarf, couldn't I? That would be great. I could weave with them. Oh, could you imagine? A scarf, a woven scarf with it. Beautiful. 
And it's all British. It's all British Blueface Leicester, so I don't feel bad about ordering any because it's not like I've bust my British um, yarn aim. So, so that's fine. So that's that. And then on Friday, because I was waiting for the colours to come in and for the chance to look at the um, crochet scarf in daylight, I rummaged around the side of the chair and picked up the Dorothy cardigan that I started back in um, the end of July at my mum's in the raspberry pink um, sublime merino DK. That's another Amanda Perkins, Queenie Amanda garment pattern the Dorothy cardigan is a short sleeved cardigan with a shaped collar so it's been a, there's been a lot of colour there's a lot of colour and this is where the name of the, the episode comes in my colour theory which was the realisation when I was talking to Joe last week that actually when I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed or tired or under pressure at any time, I need colour. I need to be working with colour. It is my colour therapy that kind of gets me through. I love the neutrals. I love the sheep shades. But if I'm feeling down or tired, I, I can't work with them. Not that I can't work with them, but they don't, they don't make my heart sing. Whereas when I work with the colour, it just kind of lifts me a little bit and makes me feel a bit better. So, it's really interesting, I, uh, this whole colour therapy concept, uh, colour theory, colour therapy, it's, it's you know, an interesting one. Um, but obviously, at the moment, I seem to need stripes, and I seem to need colour, and I need to seem to need quite a lot of colour, and quite a lot of stripes, because even the iris crochet scarf is obviously built up in stripes of colour, albeit a more graduated form of stripe because of the, the construction of the hexagons but obviously I just need it it's just it's not something that I can negotiate with I just need it to get me through so that's everything that's being worked on at the moment it's all a bit of a mishmash and because I'm working on so many things I'm not finishing anything maybe I really ought to focus on trying to finish things before Christmas maybe Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just keep skittering about all over the place. Anyway, on to something I really like. I am currently, some of you will be aware um, if you follow me on on Twitter, I am currently um, plodding my way out a few times a week around the local streets around where I live. I have been consciously losing weight this year Um, I'm very pleased with how much I've lost it's posing a little bit of a dilemma with some of the knitwear that I have knitted in the past because it is now too big for me Um, and I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do about one or two of the items so uh, I suppose the the obvious thing is I just give them to my husband to to felt in the washing machine but that may not be the best thing Um, but anyway I'll I'll think about what I'm going to do with those later but what it it does do is you know obviously mean that I'm not I've not done too many fitted garments and pullovers that's I've left it till now to to do the Noro chevron one 
One of the things that I've done is uh, I've gone to Weight Watchers and my husband and I have overhauled our eating habits and, you know, taken a long, hard look at how we were eating last year, which was just not well. <laughs> An awful lot of reliance on takeaway and processed food, which is not great. So this year we've really tried to focus on cooking a lot more things from scratch and cooking sensibly so that you know you cook four portions of something because then you don't have to cook something the next day um, or you can put it in the freezer or those kinds of things the other thing that we've been doing is moving more and I've been going swimming and I've also started waddling around the streets again um, most of the time in the week it's a combination of running and walking or jogging and walking I should say it's not a, a fast run by any means um, but I'm out for half an hour at a time and it's just moving more and moving more is one of the things that you need to do if you want to lose weight and if you want to increase your health what I have signed up for though or not signed well yeah I have signed up because you have to register um, is over the last few weekends I have taken part in park run and that's my something I really like park run it's fantastic it is an opportunity to um do a 5k course so five kilometers just over three miles it is timed and there are official timings so you've got some kind of measure of um, how you are improving week on week and it is fully inclusive and free so it costs nothing to take part at all all you have to do is register beforehand with the organization so that you get a unique barcode and that unique barcode is used um, as part of the timing process to give you your time. Um, when you funnel, go through the finish funnel, you are given a token that gives you a position. You then hand it over and it's scanned along with your personal barcode. And that then tallies a time on a stopwatch um, as someone's clicking and, and registering times as you cross the finish line. So it's it's absolutely fantastic our local one is around Delamere Forest so it's all on trail rather than tarmac so that's great for my knees and my hips it's very different from running out on the, the pavement um, it's lovely it's really inclusive so there are people that might run it round in 18 minutes and then there's people like me who take nearer 40 there are people who walk it there are mums or dads pushing buggies there are people running with their dogs there are people running with their, ch their children so it's really fantastic and it's just a great atmosphere and it's really really addictive I was really pleased when I went around the first week that I did it, I did it in about 37 and a half minutes which is amazing because when I covered 5k for the race for life in June it took me um, 46 so I was thrilled with that um, I was more thrilled by the fact that I actually ran for 17 minutes on the, on the trot before I actually stopped for a 3 minute walk and then ran again for another 17 minutes so I was just really really pleased with that second week I did it I ran for 20 minutes before stopping for a minute and then um, running the rest of it and I came in in just over 37 minutes so I shaved about 20 seconds off my time didn't do it last week because um, I went to Yardale. This week I 
was aiming to see if I could run for somewhere between 22-25 minutes before I stopped and walked this time. Just before the 20 minute mark um, I overtook someone who was stopping and taking a photograph of the lake and as she um, as I passed her I sort of said to her oh, it's, you know, it's beautiful isn't it and she said yes it is and when she sort of started running again she sort of caught up with me and then said oh, you know, we began talking and it was her she was a visitor, she was up for Chester half ma- uh, the Chester Marathon today and she and her husband, husband had decided that they were going to just um, do the park run because they were park run addicts from Haven't where they were uh, down in Hampshire and she, you know, stayed with me and I explained my goal that it was to try and run a bit more than 20 minutes because that's what I'd run the last time. And as I was saying that, I hit the 20-minute mark um, and I heard it on my iPhone, so that was great. And then I just took the earphones out and just we ran together for the rest of the race at a, you know, a slow pace. But she was absolutely brilliant and she just kept saying to me, right, are you okay? You know, do you want to walk or are you going to just, you know run a little bit more and I said well let's just see if we can do a little bit more and so we did a little bit more and then we actually you know got to the the marshals that direct you back to go back the way you you came once you've gone around the lake and she said right do you want to walk or are you going to try and go for it and I said well let's try and go for it um, she said, well, shall I just keep talking rubbish then? And I said, yes, please. <laughs> just keep talking to me and I'll just keep following. And she was absolutely fantastic. And she was, she just got me around. And I didn't stop at all. And she was just absolutely brilliant. And I was really, really pleased. And... The, um, the, the I got round in just over 36 minutes. It was absolutely brilliant, and I was delighted, absolutely delighted. Um, so, Nicola Stott, I don't suppose you listen to this at all, but thank you very much because you got me round, and I ran the entire 5k without, well, jogged it without stopping at all for walking. Um, I'm just so thrilled because that I didn't think I'd achieve that until maybe December. So I'm just thrilled. So my something I really like this week is Park Run. And if there's one near you, if you have any interest in going out and moving a bit more, I'd say go for it because it's great. Even if all you're doing is walking, you're out there moving and it's fantastic and it's part of our countryside or our urban spaces and it's just brilliant. So, just as a, a quick recap of some upcoming events, um, next week is Ali Pali, the Knitting and Stitching Show. That's from Thursday until Sunday. So, what's that? That's Thursday the 10th until Sunday the 13th of October um, at Ali, Alexandra Palace in London. So, big show big show one of the you know the biggest shows in the UK if not the biggest show in the UK um, of that type it's not just knitting it is all sorts of creative stitch craft so you know appeals to everybody and it also 
um, is in Harrogate from the 21st to the 24th of November. So same company, so it will be a lot of the same exhibitors. The weekend after Ali Pali, so that's Saturday the 19th to Sunday the 20th of October, is the Bakewell Wool Gathering um, at Bakewell. So again, there will be links up on the show notes. That looks really good. Even though it's local to me, I won't be going though because Saturday the 19th is actually the Cheshire Guild of Weavers, Spinners and Dyers Friendship Day. So if you are a weaver or spinner, dyer and would like to come along to our Friendship Day on Saturday the 19th of October, it would be lovely to see you. We're charging visitors £2.50 and asking that they bring along a plate of food to put towards the bring and share lunch it doesn't matter whether it's savory or sweet the idea is that you just bring along a plate of food we put it all out on the buffy tables and then when it's time to eat you just go and help yourselves and you know the more we have the wider selection we have the uh, obviously if it is vegetarian it's really helpful if you've labeled it as such because we do have um, vegetarian members and visitors and it's always nice for them to know whether something is vegetarian or it's from 10 till 4, aroundabouts, from, uh, at the community centre in Fodsham, which is on Fluin Lane. And the, um, the, there's quite a lot of parking there, so it should be fine. And we've got PM uh, Wool, PM Wool Craft there, I think. Do you know I've had a total blank on what they are? Yeah, it is PM Warcraft. Um, so they'll be there with fibres and dye stuffs and their spring spinning equipment and, and stuff like that. So, you know, bring your checkbooks or your cash. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure, although I'm not, I haven't spoken to her about it, but normally um, B from Crafts from the Dungeon, who does the lovely glass dichromic beads that are on my um, stripy Norio messenger bag, she often has a stall there as well, so um, I'm guessing she probably will, but she might not. Um, but she has a whole load of things. She has glass art, Christmas decorations, um, spinning kits, all sorts of things there. If you can't come along to that but you are in the Fodsham area, then I'm also going to remind you that it is her open house, the Crafts from the Dungeon open house, on Wednesday the 16th and Thursday the 17th of October from 9am till 9pm I'll put the details up on the website uh, on the show notes for you with a link through to her website and the details Um, all her wares for the year are available and um, she'll provide tea and coffee um, whilst you have a browse at everything that is there which is basically laid out in her sitting room and dining room and probably this year in her conservatory as well. So go along. It's a great chance to go and have a look at some really beautiful crafts. So, sorry, I hope I didn't fade out too much then. I was just reversing into the drive. <laughs> I've literally recorded this now on my way out to my quilting class and on the way back. So... Um, Oh, there you go. There's the reverse buttons. So I think that just about brings me out to the end. And hopefully I won't lose this version. Please get in touch. I love to hear from my listeners. And until next time.
Take care. Bye. You've been listening to Yarns from the Plain. Episodes and show notes can be found at yarnsfromtheplain.podbean.com. Comments can be left there or at yarnsfromtheplain.blogspot.com or you can message me on Ravelry where I'm Tales from the Plain. You can email me at yarnsfromtheplain at googlemail.com and you can also find me at Twitter where I tweet as Tales from Plain. Go on, make yourself heard. <laughs>